Welcome back to the Redefining Anger podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Roy, a self-motivated force turned recovering perfectionist. After experiencing the traumatic and sudden loss of my father, turning to anger as a form of protection while living in a state of survival, and facing the wake-up call that I needed nearly two years later, I found community and began a journey of growth and deep internal healing. I'm on a mission to normalize feeling. I believe that getting quiet with yourself and really feeling what needs to be felt is the key to building a relationship of trust and self-respect with yourself. I created this space to vulnerably share my journey with you, how I'm learning to navigate life after loss, and how feeling alive and abundant is still possible. I believe in the power of sharing our stories, and my hope is that my story can empower you to navigate yours. I'm so glad you're here. Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something for you. Are you a female entrepreneur looking to grow your business while also maintaining your time and energy? I am a pitching professional that can help you do just that. My personalized approach is guaranteed to help you attract qualified clients that are aligned with your mission and values, build authentic relationships and connections in your business, and develop your authority as a thought leader and own your voice. Be seen. Expand your reach authentically. If you've been wanting to increase your visibility, don't wait. Reach out to me on Instagram at running on grit. That's at running dot on dot grit or by email running on grit at gmail.com without any periods running on grit at gmail.com. And let's have a conversation. I want to help you grow your business. Not sure if pitching is aligned with your business model. Let's have a conversation anyway, so we can determine that together. Let's co-create. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Redefining Anger. All right, so I am coming to you today from camp. Uh, My family and I are renting a camp on the lake for the long holiday weekend. Wi-Fi is not great. We've been having a little bit of issues with that. So I am imperfectly showing up for you today, crossing my fingers that this episode will upload without any issues. So we shall see. I'm also sitting here contemplating on whether or not to go for a run. I brought all of my running gear. I even brought, you know, I just brought everything to go and I fully intended on it. And now I'm sitting here really fighting resistance. I normally like to go for my run early and then I come back and I record my episode with you all. Um, and I'm kind of just approaching it from the opposite end today. I'm recording first and we shall see what happens. So stay tuned on if I am able to push through that resistance and actually get out there. I probably will because I know I will ultimately feel so much better after the fact. Um, okay. Before I dive into today's episode, I just want to ask all of you who have been following me for a while. And even if you're new here, If any of my content resonates with you, I would be so honored if you could um, 
follow my show, rate my show, and even leave a review. Um, giving it a five-star rating with a review if you feel called to do this, if, if it aligns with you, would really help in continuing to build my uh, podcast and getting it out in front of other women and people who can also benefit from my message. Um, so yeah, please follow, rate, review, share it with a friend or a family member. That would be amazing. You can even share it on the socials and tag me on there. Um, and like I always say at the end of every episode to please, you know, strike up a conversation with me on the gram at running on grit, running dot on dot grit. I can be found there. I'm an open book. I love connecting with people. Um, so if ever you're left with any questions or you just want to connect, I am hundred percent open to that. Okay. So without further ado, let's dive in to what I have planned for you today on the Redefining Anger podcast. And as the title would have it, the title of the podcast would have it, I really wanted to gear today's episode towards anger. I've been noticing a theme kind of happening with um, women inside of the community that I am a part of, with myself specifically too. As most of you know, if you've been following for a while, you know that I've been on this growth and healing journey for a couple of years. So I've been at this for a little while and I am still human. I'm still human and old patterns still can resurface. And the patterns that I'm referring to here is the patterns of suppressing anger and suppressing any other emotion too that are kind of considered undesirable. They're they're uncomfortable and they're those low vibe emotions that none of us really want to feel. And so what we end up doing is we end up suppressing them and they go unacknowledged, unprocessed, unexpressed, and they ultimately end up stay, staying stored in our body. So what ends up happening then is it doesn't serve us. It actually does quite the opposite. So how many of you try not to feel anger? If I had to guess, I'm guessing many of you have your hands raised. And here's the thing with anger is that culturally, anger is seen as taboo. We grew up learning that anger is bad, it's disrespectful, that we really shouldn't have that emotion, that we really shouldn't show that emotion. And so because we grew up with that in mind, we have ultimately ended up becoming disconnected from our anger. And if we aren't suppressing it to the point of not processing it and not, you know, not feeling, allowing ourselves to actually feel that anger, then, um, there's, well, there's one of two things that can happen. We could suppress it to the point where it ends up boiling. Basically, like think of it as like a boiling pot of water. It can boil and then we just explode and we, and, it, and we erupt, right? Or we can express it, uh, excuse me, we can suppress it so much to the point that it, it just gets stored in our bodies and it ultimately can end up coming out as a trigger at some point. And 
<clears throat> so what exactly is a trigger? Let me kind of go there for a second and then I'm going to get back to anger. So trigger is a body memory. So we have memories that are formed from, you know, our early childhood all the way up to our adult lives. So, you know, these memories are formed from our life experiences. These are experiences from our past. These are current circumstances and situations or people that we come across on the regular. And um, so these experiences they end up getting stored, they live inside of our central nervous system. And what can happen is, you know, present day, right? You come across a situation or circumstance or people or something that ultimately will will trigger you. And what's happening is it's bringing forth an undesired or an uncomfortable feeling or emotional, excuse me, or emotion that got stored inside of your body from like a prior life experience and it was stored in your body as a memory. And that feeling or that emotion that got stored in that with from that prior life experience was left unacknowledged. And so enter a trigger. And so when we get triggered, it is so easy for us to cast blame on the outside circumstance that is ultimately uh, creating that trigger, right? So we get triggered and we're saying, oh, so-and-so made me mad. So-and-so did this. So-and-so did that. Or I'm feeling this way because of X, Y, Z. So we are so quick to project and cast that blame on the external circumstance. And why we're doing that is we're doing that in defense against our own pain that we're feeling. But really, it's not the external circumstance that caused that trigger. That trigger was already living inside of you because that's ultimately what it is. It's a body memory. And so it's it that trigger was already living inside of you. And all it means is that that external circumstance just caused that unacknowledged emotion that has been stored in your body for however long to come up to the surface and it creates a trigger which is ultimately an undesired or an uncomfortable feeling when when we are triggered we just we don't like that we we get angry or we feel angry we feel emotional we feel many different things But what happens is when we cast that blame on others, we are ignoring the trigger and we are projecting our emotions onto that other person. So we are ultimately projecting our emotional pain onto someone else. And it's not up to that other person or that other thing or the external circumstance to take on our pain for us. And really what's happening is when we do project that onto others, like when we project our anger onto others, it provides us with the false sense or the false belief that we're going to feel better. But that relief that we feel that we may or may not feel is very temporary And because it's only a temporary relief, it actually adds to our suffering because we're not processing or expressing the feeling, the emotion, the anger as, as we really should be. 
So at the end of the day, it's really up to us to take ownership over our triggers. And without taking ownership of our triggers, we're going to continue to blame. And the pain that we are ultimately feeling is just going to continue to grow bigger because we're ignoring it. So think of a trigger as a message. Um, a trigger is really knocking on your door. It's, it's, it's knocking on your internal central nervous system saying, hey, I'm trying to get your attention here because actually this thing that's triggering you right now is letting you know that you have something left inside of your body that has not been processed or acknowledged or expressed, etc. And so we have to look at it. We can't ignore it because the more we ignore it, the more it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger <clears throat> until ultimately it explodes. So for me, and like I said, a trigger can show up in a number of different ways, right? So often though, when we are triggered, it really does kind of show up as um, frustration, impatience, uh, anger is a frequent one that shows up because so often anger is what we ultimately suppress because like I said, we grew up with the belief that it was taboo. We grew up learning that, oh, we should not be feeling anger. And so even from a young age, we have been suppressing any kind of anger or angry emotion that we feel or that we felt so that we could be accepted by others so that, you know, we don't, you know, make our parents uncomfortable or we don't make our teachers uncomfortable or, you know, whatever the case may be. So we've been doing this for years, right? So we are literally groomed to suppress our anger. And now I am here with a huge voice on a mission to redefine anger because anger is actually essential. When we allow anger to serve us in the right way and we allow ourselves to actually acknowledge anger, it, it can really serve us and be such a benefit to us because the, the point here is not to act out our anger in dysfunctional ways. I am guilty of that. I have done that. And, I, you know, I, I'm still human. So there is sometimes those old patterns still resurface to this day. Um, but rather than acting it out in like a dysfunctional way, it can be really used in a healthy way if we are allow ourselves to acknowledge it. And so really the message that I want to send across to you all today is that it is so important for us to both be in touch with our anger and then to release our anger. Um, and when we acknowledge it and we release it, it loosens its grip on us and it actually feels um, much better. And so if we allow ourselves to feel the anger, um, acknowledge it, express it in a healthy way, anger can actually be quite liberating. And, um, and anger really is there it serves a purpose. It serves a purpose to ignite our soul's mission into action. Um, and if we are courageous enough to look at it, 
it can really propel us forward in a very powerful way. And by powerful, I mean in a good way, in a beneficial way. But if we continue to avoid it, we continue to suppress it. It just continues to get stored in our body, which feels heavy. And then when anger does come up and out, it's very aggressive. And that's where we start acting it out in a dysfunctional way. Um, and when we're triggered and anger shows up, that's a sign that we are suppressing our anger and that it needs to be felt. So what I want to provide you with today are five very simple steps that you can take to be in touch with your anger and then to release it. And by doing that, you are number one, acknowledging your anger rather than avoiding it. You are giving it permission to exist and to be there with you. And so by doing that, anger loosens its grip on you. And you can just feel so much more free. You can feel that freedom on the other side because you can literally feel the weight on your shoulders kind of dissipate a little bit. And this is a practice that this is not a one and done. I'm going to be straightforward with you. This is not a one and done. I practice this on the regular. And um, because it's so important to also train yourself to really... um, Uh, be in touch with your intuition. And the more you practice this, the more you're in touch with your intuition, the more you build that um, sense of self, that deep self-trust with yourself that we really need. Um, That I believe is such a key, um, it's literally like a key to um, our healthy functioning on the daily. Okay, so what are these five steps? I'm going to run through this with you. I actually, so I do want to say too that I, um, you know, I've been going through some things in my, in my personal life right now, um, that have, has been really heavy and I've been noticing that what I've been doing is I've been trying so hard not to feel the anger. I didn't actually realize this. I only came to this through this practice, but I have been trying so hard not to feel my anger because I'm trying not to explode and act on my anger in a dysfunctional way. Um, So by trying not to feel my anger, I'm ultimately suppressing it. And so what's happening is I'm getting very easily triggered and I'm getting triggered by my, you know, the people that I love the most in my life. Um, and I'll, I'll use my daughter as an example. She is just a young one. She's a toddler. And so naturally, you know, toddlers are toddlers. And because I'm not taking care of my anger, I'm getting so easily triggered by her and I'm finding myself short-tempered and impatient, which does not feel good. And that is a hundred percent not the way that I want to feel. And it's certainly not the way that I want to parent either. And so when I ran through this five-step practice recently, the message that came clear came through was very, very, very clear to me. And what it was is that my anger was needing my love. The message that came through to me was love. And the second I realized that, it was so clear. It was like clear, 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 clear as day, without a doubt, 100%. I needed to have love, grace, and compassion on myself. And on my anger because my anger was there 
to knock on my door and say, hey, I'm here to let you know that you need something. A boundary has been crossed and you need something. And what I needed was love. And so when I started, when I realized that, the moment I realized that, first of all, I felt the weight of the heaviness that was sitting on my shoulders dissipate. And I started to be more open to allowing love in my own love, self-love. And so when I started doing that too, I noticed more and more and more the anger started loosening its grip. Okay, so what are those five steps? Let's do this together right now. Close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, and take a minimum of three deep breaths. In through your nose, out through your mouth, And by deep, I really want you to inhale deeply. I want you to inflate your belly until you continue inflating all the way up to your chest and then you let it out. And I say a minimum of three deep breaths. Three for me seems to be the magic number, but maybe that's more for you. It depends on where you're at. And by doing that, closing your eyes, hand on your heart, three deep breaths, You're allowing yourself to sink back into your body and get out of your head. And that is so important because we so often live inside of our thoughts and our head. So when we allow ourselves to sink back into our body, we are connecting with our body versus allowing our thoughts to control everything. All right, number two. Locate where you are feeling the anger in your body. Like really allow yourself to feel it. Is it weighing heavy on your shoulders? Is it on your chest? Is your jaw tight? Do you maybe feel it in your gut? Really allow yourself, keep your eyes closed, smooth, easy breathing at this point. Allow yourself to feel Feel the anger and literally locate it in your body and call it out. Locate exactly where you feel it and call it out. Oh, it's heavy on my chest, right? Or wherever you feel it. Number three, now I want you to visualize it. So allow yourself to use your senses here. Maybe anger has a shape. Maybe it looks like an animal. Maybe there's a color to it. Or maybe there's even a scent to it. Maybe you're smelling something. Whatever comes to you, trust that. So now you are literally giving your anger an identity. Oh, anger. I feel you. You are so heavy on my chest. You are red and angry. You look like flames. You actually look like fire. And I am currently fueling your flames. Right? So use your senses. Give it an identity. Visualize it. Number four. And this number step number four kind of has already like started with the first three steps. 
But ultimately, what you need to do now is to acknowledge its presence, speak to it, and thank it for being there. Anger, I see you. I see how hot and red you are. I know how angry you are. Thank you for being here. Thank you for getting my attention. I'm listening. And once you feel good and complete on that part, then you move on to number five. You know, your eyes are still closed. Hand on your heart. Easy breathing. And ask it what it needs. Anger. What do you need to feel safe to leave my body? Patiently sit with it and trust what comes up. Trust your gut here. Trust your intuition. Because sometimes whatever comes up could be so so small that it just seems like nothing. Like, oh, really? No, that's not what I need. Like sometimes... You know, I've run through this exercise and, and what comes up for me is I just need a glass of water. <laughs> it could just be that I've been ignoring my, you know, fundamental needs for that day. And anger is like, yo, you just need a glass of water, dude. And I'm like, really? No, can't be that simple. But sometimes it really is that simple. And so sit with it and trust what comes up. And like I said, when I ran through this recently for my anger, what came up for me was love. And that's actually pretty powerful. It's not as simple as a glass of water. It's pretty darn powerful. But whatever comes up for you, that's your intuition telling you that that's exactly what you need. And so trust it. Be with it and trust it. And then act on it. I guess, I, I guess there's a, number, a step number six here that I should add. Act on it. So whatever is coming up for you, if it is go get a glass of water, then go get yourself a damn glass of water and drink it and be present with it. Actually enjoy that water. Feel it going down your throat. Feel how cool it is, how nourishing it feels. Like for me with love, I really sat there for a minute and I allowed myself to embody a love for myself that I had never done before. And it was so fucking empowering. It was so freeing too. So I'm going to add a step number six here. Impromptu step number six, act on it. Whatever comes up for you, act on it. No matter what that is, act on it. And then keep running through this exercise as you need to because we have years and years and years of suppressed emotions in, stored inside of our bodies. Not just anger, all of it. All of it because we don't, we don't like to get uncomfortable. We don't like to feel what we need to feel, right? We don't like to feel sadness. We don't like to feel, you know, all of those like lower vibe feelings. So the more we suppress it, the more it stays stored in our body. Um, so when you're triggered, take a moment and run through this exercise. Allow yourself to feel and process. Acknowledge what's coming up for you. And that trigger will will loosen its grip on you. And you might even also learn a little something about yourself. And that's pretty darn cool too. To really learn more about yourself and get to know yourself on a deeper level. All right, friends. 
that's what I've got for you today. Fingers crossed that this episode loads because like I said, the Wi-Fi has been a little wonky here. But I hope you all have a safe and happy holiday weekend with your friends and family. And as a reminder, don't forget to rate and leave a review to the show. Thank you. And I love you all. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to another episode of Redefining Anger. If this resonated with you in any way, I would be so grateful if you would share this episode or the podcast with a friend, a family member, anyone that you believe may benefit from it also. If you want to stay connected, you can find me on Instagram at runningongrit at running.on.grit and follow along my journey. Do you have a story to share? A voice that's aching to be heard? Send me a DM and let's get a conversation going. My information can also be found in the show notes. I look forward to connecting with you.